Welcome to another episode of Clearlight Connections, where we talk to the people behind the businesses of Bay Area Houston. Today, I have a special guest, Kristen Day, with Women Training Firearms. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Great so, to be here. Tell me about the business. So it's basically firearms training for women. I focus usually on women, but um, I do train couples, and uh, so that means any kind of couples, but you know, could be besties or mom and daughter, mom, son, husband, wife, whatever, but do groups, small groups with men and women, but my focus is women. They need to. So how'd you get started in this? It's gotta be a story. There is a story. It's a long story. So long story short, wanted to be a cop when I was a kid. Didn't pan out, but you know, I was like shooting and I'm good at it. And so kind of played with it, had fun with it. You know, I took my LTC back in Virginia <clears throat> excuse me, my LTC back in Virginia with one hand, just because I could. So I played with that. And then um, actually I competed, uh, started competing down here in Texas. So I moved to Virginia five or eight years ago, excuse me, and just target shooting, found a ladies group, found out about competition, decided to get into it. Of course, you know, people find out that you do stuff like that. They're like, hey, you need to teach me how to shoot. You need to show me what gun to buy. Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to do this. So, actually, I started this business this year. Okay. In response to that. And Well, yeah. That and my husband works a lot. He's out of town a lot. And I'm an extrovert. And so, I like to be with people. And you mentioned the competitive shooting. And I, I see you're wearing a jersey. So, you're going to go shooting later in I a competition. Descri I describe the, com the competitions. Because there's, there's different ones. And I think the ones that you do are... They're, they're totally bad. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they're a lot more to it than people might think. Right. So you have the target shooting that you go to the range, you put your pistol down or rifle or whatever it is that you're going to shoot on the bay and you shoot down the range. We actually shoot on the other side and we'll do action shooting. So it'll be indoor. There's actually local matches that do outdoor that you're shooting and you're running and gunning. You shoot targets that move um, paper or steel. There's steel challenge. I shoot IDPA, which is International Defensive Pistol Association. There's also USPSA. There's pass shooting. But um, I shot nationals in September. So, yeah, there's – so tonight is a local match. But um, I shoot around the United States. And actually, there's matches around the around the country, different countries mm -hmm. um, globally. Uh, so, But I prefer to stay here because I think there's plenty of matches to go to here. So. Yeah, and, and you said you came from Virginia. Tell me the differences when it comes to firearms and the popularity and, and your opportunities, Actually, I, came from I California. guess. So okay. I started in California. That's where I learned how to shoot at San Diego Police Department. I took a class when I was a young, well, older teen. And from the police department, I just was good with it. My stepdad shot, so we'd go to the range. I would shoot like, with the sheriff's department, you know, just the range, and then moved to Virginia with my ex husband, Marine Corps. Met my husband, Navy, um, and the Navy bases out in Virginia Beach. And there's plenty of ranges out there and there's plenty of opportunity. But I, I just, I think that I was just busy enough with children mm -hmm. that I didn't get that opportunity to find me time to do more of that till we moved down here. Okay. When we moved down here, I had a then freshman and a senior. So it was kind of like they were on their way out. So I was on the way to me. And did you teach them to shoot? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. I'd won a, I won a, a shotgun at a mom and kid event. Uh, so I brought both my girls. My daughter won the um, best junior. I won the best lady. So she's one o'clock. I want a shotgun. And so nice. we're just a bad AF family. <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me, uh, you, you like to focus mainly on women, but why is it so important for women to, to learn 
the the right way to shoot and and the reasons behind it. Well, the funny thing is, is anytime you go to a range, you'll see mostly men. Mm-hmm. Um, my matches, I'm usually wanting to like maybe five percent. And the funniest thing, I love my husband to death, but he says, "Man, I wish there was a men's league." I'm like, "Honey, there is. Go go to the range, go to a match. You're you're dealing with that, and women get helped." a lot. Um, Hey, you need to do this. And it's kind of like, get back, dude, let me, let me do my thing. And so I think women, we just get intimidated easily. Um, not this woman, but women get intimidated easily with something they don't understand. And men, it's like, here, here's a gun, go shoot it. And they're like, you know, you know, caveman. Whereas women, it's like, well, what does it do? What happens if I do this? What happens if I do it again? What happens if I drop it? What do I do here? So I train deeper into just the point and shoot. Yeah. So we need to empower women to feel, yes, there's still a healthy level of fear, but help them to understand what it does when it does this so that they feel confident and go into the range on their own or with their husband and not feeling like somebody's breathing down their neck or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I, I originally came from Europe. And so, we, you know, we, I didn't grow up around guns, but I wanted to learn more. So I did my CHL. And it was such a valuable class for so many reasons. And I think you focus probably on this in part of your training, not just learning how to use the gun properly, but what the gun really is and what the consequences are for, for using it wrongly. So talk, talk to us a little bit about that. So actually, I also teach a um, legal use of force class, and that's part of USCCA's curriculum. I am a USCCA certified instructor as well as an NRA certified instructor as well as an SO safety officer. And watching part of the Rittenhouse trial and just listening to, you know, whether whatever side you're on, still just listening to it and talking about where it's okay to use a gun. Somebody breaks into my house. It's not like, I'm going to, you know, there was no other options. It's talking through those things. And like a great scenario just to get to that point quickly is if you were to drop a watch in a shark tank, would you go in after it? Okay, well, probably not, right? If your child were to drop in that shark tank, would you go after it? Absolutely. My child is worth going to jail for. My child is worth dying for. Those kinds of things. A Mm -hmm. watch is not. A car that's outside is not. So just watching this trial and watching, you know, through the recent of the courses that I've been taking and teaching, it was like, wow, this is like, this is empowering. Because, yes, I would like to defend myself in my home. But now we've turned into now the word that we were the victim. Now we're the suspect. And now we have to shut up and not say anything and be that helpful citizen, et cetera, and going that route. And, um, back to the safety thing at the very beginning where you were just state, your statement was, I was always safe before, but, um, action shooting has taught me to be so much more safer because it's super easy to stand down line, put your gun on the table, point down range and shoot and put it down and walk away. But when you've got a gun on your hip, whether it's loaded or not, different rules for different things, mm-hmm. and then moving and shooting and making sure that it's always pointed in a safe direction, it's so, and, or even talking to the ladies when I'm teaching them, and it's like, okay, well, here's your room, here's your kid's room, here's the bad guy. You're pointing at the bad guy, your kid's room is on the other end of that. So it's kind of like, <laughs> You got to think about these things. Mm-hmm. Whereas you don't have to think about that when you're in an indoor range or maybe an outdoor range. This is the safe direction. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I know law enforcement was not necessarily behind uh, constitutional carry. And the more I reflect on it, I, I like the fact that I had to go through that training. I, I learned a lot. 
and and I think it get, you know it, it it gives you that extra level of training that people really need. They need to understand how an it it's an awesome responsibility. I mean, gun ownership is an awesome responsibility, but one that you need to take seriously. Absolutely. So if you were going to ask me what my opinion of constitutional carry, while I believe that everybody has the right, we obviously were given that right. We have that right. But we also have to make sure that we're empowering ourselves and we're following the laws. I see that you guys had some signage outside. But, you know, depending on going to the class now, somebody knows which each sign means, mm -hmm. what it applies to, and et cetera. And I think, I mean, even me as somebody who's an LTC carrier has been in this state for eight years, has been in Virginia for 14. It's like, well, what, what are the rules for, oh, shoot, can I go here? Oh, let me look it up again. And knowing where to go to find out that information. I travel with guns. That means through TSA. And I know what I can check and what I can't. And knowing the rules and knowing the rules more than they do and knowing how to respond to that. And, yeah. and it's just, that's our job, you know, our, we need to be able to know those laws in order to protect ourselves as well as the fact that not everybody else knows those as well. And I teach my ladies too, like, okay, if you've got your finger here, or you've got a gun and you and I are, let's say the good guy and they're the bad guy over there. And I see you pull out a gun. Well, now you could potentially shoot me too even being that innocent bystander person. So now I'm like, now I've got two people to watch out for. So, and just talking about situational awareness and knowing where you're supposed to be and where, where you're getting out and where's your firearm and who else has got one and how to not get in that crossfire just because going back to the legal use of force, yeah, <laughs> what are you so, going to do? But it, so you're, it's not just about the gun. It's about, like you said, you're, you're teaching them more than that. You're, you're teaching them about situational awareness and, and how to protect themselves even without a gun, it sounds like. Absolutely. Because remember, uh, well, I didn't go through them, but one of the legal uses of force is that it's your last line of defense. Sure, I could have pepper spray, a coubaton, a knife, and a gun all on my person. And sure, a knife or a coubaton or pepper spray could be a, a lesser use of force. But if the gun was that a level of defense to to de, you know de-escalate the situation, that's the one that I'm legally ob uh, allowed to use. Mm -hmm. But at some point, if it changed to where I could go to a pepper spray or I could exit out that back door, I still need to be able to do that. And I would, yes, I would rather be alive than dead, and it's going to be you or me. However, if I can leave without having to fight and go to court, I mean, if you're watching the trial uh, with Rittenhouse and how much money he's had to spend and mm -hmm. how much money was raised and the anguish he's had to deal with and his family's had to deal with, again, regardless of what you think about it, there's so much financial obligation, your job, your income, yeah. your house, your family, your livelihood, that now you're going to, your defamation of your name, your character, everything's on the line. Yeah. And I, I think people, they, if that's the part they need to know that if you pull that trigger, there's going to be consequences, whether you're right or not. Absolutely. I mean, and, and like you said, it's, it's going to be a process and it, it's going to cause you problems whether you want it to or not. Whether you were right or wrong, it's going to cause you problems, especially in the climate Absolutely. we live in. Yeah. Absolutely. So t tell me about what a typical training looks like. Uh, if, if, if a woman calls you up and says, hey, uh, you know, my husband keeps guns in the house. I don't know how to use them. I, I'd, I'd like to start. So kind of walk me through that. Absolutely. The, the easiest and best one is I do two sessions. So my first session is an hour and a half. We just talk about you know, where you're at in your journey, what you have in your house, you know, if you want to bring it, uh, we'll dry fire with that. And then I'll talk about the um, basic safety rules, of course, and it's not just point it in a safe direction. Okay, what's a safe direction? Let's talk about that instead of just saying, 
what's a safe direction or keeping your, you know, don't uh, muzzle anything, meaning pointing your gun. Well, of course, you're not going to go and point a gun at your head, but it's also a matter of putting things in front of the gun Mm -hmm. that makes a, a big difference as well. Going over the bullet travel, the components of a bullet, um, the components of a gun, various kinds of guns. Um, I stick with usually pistol because that's always a good place to start. And people, um, ladies, have more control over that because it's a little smaller, a little less intimidating. Let's start there and then you can build your way up. Um, I have all of them. (laughs) So, um, But then we dry fire. So then it's kind of like, all right, we already talked about the the fundamentals and the, the principles and et cetera. Now let's practice without a bang. And so dry fire. Dry fire is basically doing everything that you can do with a bullet live rounds, but taking that live rounds out. Obviously, we'll practice to make sure it's safe and we're in a safe direction. And I explain my safe directions and wherever we're at at that location. And then we'll dry fire and get them to where they're comfortable. They're going to hit the target and they're going to hit the target a whole bunch of times once we figure out what issues they may have. And then the next session is an hour and a half we go to the range, we shoot at the range. Now I start them off warming up again with the dry fire because now you have ear pro on and eye protection and you've got bang, bang, bangs going around you and you're, you've got somebody maybe next to you, their brass is coming into your, you know, mm-hmm. your lane. And so a little anxious, you're nervous, but let's just start with no bang. Again, hey, I just showed you, you can hit the target. So then when we introduce the live rounds, if they're missing the target, now I, I can already tell what their issues are, which is the anticipation. And then we just work on that. I've usually 50 rounds because I'm trying to conserve your ammo and your money as well. So, and then from that point, I feel that they're, they should be comfortable enough to do it again on their own because I've spent so much time yeah. drilling in these things. Obviously, they're not going to remember everything, but um, I'm always there. I have a private group that I have that are just kind of tips and reminders. Of course, I have a website um, as well that they can go and what, to what's and ask the website? questions. Well, the easiest way to do it is WTFKristen.com. It redirects okay. to Women Training Firearms, Kristen.com. So it's funny you mentioned, you know, just give a guy a gun and they go shooting. And I took my wife shooting and it never even dawned on me that I had to teach her how to do it. And so she wasn't very good. And the range master was, was a woman, came over and gave her, and all of a sudden she got good. And I was like, it didn't even dawn on me that, yeah, I had to teach you to, you know, look down the, and, and so I, I guess we take that for granted. And it sounds like you're, you're doing really good things and helping them get over that and and enjoy the sport of shooting. Absolutely. And we have different obstacles. So we don't always have the same upper body strength that men do. And we have to, I mean, even as um, we age, our upper body strength gets weaker or there's arthritis issues or carpal tunnel or this, that, or the other. So I've worked, I actually worked with a couple in their seventies recently and they used to shoot all the time. They hadn't been. So when I took them through my session, a kind of an abridged version of both sessions put together, they were like, oh, didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I had never been taught that, even the man. So it was a man and a mm-hmm. woman. And it was, he's like, I didn't really know that. And then I suggested that uh, they were having upper body issues, um, just frail, frailty, and suggested a gun. And I actually had that one. And they tried it. Do you think they bought it the next day? <laughs> so yeah. they, and they feel so much more comfortable and um, more empowering. Whereas before, it's like you're talking about people, they have guns in their home. I always ask a lady, um, okay, you you're, you're, you guys have guns in your home, X, Y, Z, whatever they are. If there was somebody going to break into your house, would you go get it? And preface, they hadn't shot a gun either ever or like maybe once in like five years yeah. or, you know. And she's like, of course. And I'm like, 
Why? Because you don't know how to use that tool. So now you've equipped me because if I were the bad guy and I were breaking in and I saw you messing with that gun, dude, that's going to be mine. I'm going to take it from you and now I'm going to turn it on you and now you just equip me with a gun to hurt you with. So stay away from them. That's what I always suggest. And then, of course, you know, get the practice and feel comfortable. And and shooting is really one of those things that you have to practice. And you have to practice in a multiple different, you know, ways. If if you want to ever be able to use it should the circumstance be, be warranted. Absolutely. You can't just, like you said, go shoot downrange a few times and expect, okay, now I can, there's right. way more to it than that. Right, right. And I've, t- I've told ladies that, um, well, they'll come and they'll shoot the range and they start shaking their head after, you know, here's the bullseye and they're like hitting a ring below. I said, are you hitting this target? Yes, sure, it's close. But I mean, a threat's going to be close, right? They're not going to be, you know, a mile away. So yes, I don't expect you to hit it from a mile away kind of thing, but you know, we have to figure out also what our circumference of comfort or safety zone is. And if mm-hmm. somebody gets in that safety zone, you need to be able to, but you build confidence closer. I, I can put a target 50 yards down. We're not going to build any confidence and it's not going to help them, but they'll shake their head and it's like, Ugh, I'm not hitting the target. And I'm like, well, you're expecting to do something that I practice on a regular basis to do it well on your first time. And, and I'll point out targets near us. And I'm like, well, look at this person. They're shooting. They've just shot maybe 50 rounds in, in a half an hour. And they've hit the, the bullseye maybe once or twice. And you're shooting 20 rounds. You're hitting the, a larger circumference of that bullseye in, in an hour every single time. Yeah. So, and it's practice. But I will say, too, back to the practicing different manners is competitive shooting. While, like I could say to you, I would suggest for you to try to compete. And you're like, well, it's not my thing. Well, that's okay. But I'll tell you, when you put a buzzer at somebody, at a shooter's head, and, like, load and make ready, and then the buzzer goes off, it's like, oh, what was I supposed to do? You have to reload on a clock. If you drop a magazine, you have to know what you're going to do. You have a round count. What happens if you make up an extra round? You, you're, you've changed your round count. You've only got so many rounds in your gun. You've got to know when to reload. You've got to know when to move. You got to know what areas you got to know to order where you got to hit in. So it just helps create that buzz. And I tell ladies all the time, you, okay, you're laying in your bed, and we talk about vision as well because, you know, this is, you know, your thumb pointed all the way out. That's your front sight, basically. So you're wearing glasses. Well, what's your vision issues? So in the middle of the night, are you wearing your glasses? Probably not. You know, then if you wear contacts, let's say you're blind as a bat without them. Are you going to be able to shoot a gun in the middle of the night when somebody comes to your house? Probably not. So maybe that's something that you actually practice, too, is not with your glasses on or maybe in the dark. Because you can't tell the bad guy when he's coming to your house, Wait put my glasses on okay now i'm ready yeah no that there's no there's no weight so so do you think women are better students when it comes to this they, they're more willing to ask questions <laughs> not pretend they know it all <laughs> absolutely uh, i figured as much i ha- i did a, a a corporate session a couple of months ago and the first group was all ladies and then kind of some of the owners and then the second group was predominantly men and I was kind of hesitant, but I was like, well, I'll offer, you know, I'll come up because I played some games and we did some drills and stuff. So it kind of eases them. And I know most of them anyway, because it's my best friend's company. And I come up behind some of them I'm like, hey, 
do you mind if I say anything? No, 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 not so. I worked on their grip because when you cross your thumbs over the back, chances of you getting a slide bite is pretty high. And you get hurt, you're not going to want to keep shooting or you're just going to suck it up and, you know, keep doing it wrong. Yeah. And so I offer some suggestions, but everybody was um, amazing. But you'll get some of those people that are kind of pompous and arrogant and, you know, but that's okay. I don't need to fix everyone. You know, if you want help, I'll be happy to help you. I'll improve it. You know, but women are usually better because they're more receptive. Mm -hmm. And we already know that we don't know it all because this is an uncomfortable spot for us. Yeah. You know, like you wouldn't be first comfortable on having babies because you've still never not, still not had, there, to, no. had to carry one. Still not there. <laughs> Breastfeeding, not something that you can do, right? But I mean, we work at it too, but some things come innate to different, you know, genders. Yeah, yep. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kristen, is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience? It's It's been a, a pleasure. Well, just check out my website. I love to train. Um, you know, like I said, go to WTFKristen.com. It redirects my, you know, PC version is women training uh, firearms, Kristen.com. Um, I have a Facebook group. It's private. Uh, ladies are welcome to join uh, WTF Kristen. Search that on Facebook. And I'm just happy to help. I love empowering women. It's It's definitely a great feeling. I get to do something that I love to do with women who want to do it. And I've helped ladies that have been held at gunpoint and it's just, it's, it's so empowering to know how much I've empowered them. So I well, your, your passion it. shines through and it's great when, yeah. when I get to meet a guest who turns a passion into a business, uh, and good luck tonight on In your, a your match. Right? Oh, even better. So thank, <laughs> thank you. you. It's all skill from here. <laughs> Hello, Clearlake area chamber of commerce members and Bay area, Houston. If you're a business wanting to expand your customer base, give back to your community, think about the quality of life around Clear Lake area, think about joining the chamber. Go to clearlakearea.com for more information.